I know you're all looking forward to the experience of enjoying our annual nativity production by our kids team and the Rise Kids, whatever that looks like. I'm looking forward to it as well. However, before then, you're going to have to endure uh, for a few moments. But I'm going to read the Christmas story from Luke and just make for a short time some comments. At that time, the Roman Emperor Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. This was the first census taken when Quirinius was governor of Syria. All returned to their own ancestral towns to register for their census. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee, took with him Mary, to whom he was engaged, who was now expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the ba- her baby to be born. She gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodgings available for them. That night, there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified. But the angel reassured them, Don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You'll find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth lying in a manger. Suddenly, the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying glory to God in the highest and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph, and there was the baby lying in the manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherd's story were astonished. But Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them. We know the story, we read it every year, uh, but it's still a great story. There's still uh, a joy about the story, there's still an excitement. And Luke's record of the birth, it's like the kind of, the ah, the nice, the kind of, the, the Hollywood style, this is all nice and kind of romantic style and a great story about that. But in the reality, it was chaos. There was chaos about everything about that first Christmas story. There was hassle, there was chaos, and the people in it had difficulties. And it was a time where Roman oppression or rule over Israel. And it was not the nice feel-good factor that we see, uh, love and enjoy about Christmas. But today, talking about it's time. And for Joseph, it was that time. For Joseph... Augustus wants a census taken, which wasn't done online or wasn't done by post. They had to travel to the hometown. I mean, at that time, it was that time for Joseph. It was hassle time. This was not all great 
this was not all wonderful. He had to go to Bethlehem. It wasn't, oh, I love to go and book somewhere for my Christmas holidays here. This is not, I have to go. I have to go. This is not a joy. It's not a privilege. It's not an honor. I'm having to do stuff that I don't want to do. Reality. And it's nice. And we see the pictures of the little donkey and all the rest of it. Most commentators would say it was about a 70-mile journey. Uh, that's if, as the crow flies, 90 miles if you're taking the road, which they probably did. There was probably a, a camel strike, train strike, whatever was there at the time. They had to do stuff. You know what happens at Christmas? It's like, I have to do this. And there's a pain in it. It's not what I want to do. But that time, at that time, he had to do it. You know, in our lives, um, amongst all the great and excitement that's going around in different people's lives, there's stuff we have to do. We have to do things. There's things that need to be done. I don't want to upset your theology here, but the Holy Spirit doesn't do everything for us. No matter how often you pray, read your word, fast or whatever, the Holy Spirit doesn't do everything. No, there's times that God wants us to get our hands dirty and get on with doing what needs to be done. Joseph had to, that time, had to do stuff. God wants us to do stuff. Joseph, in a world which was difficult and didn't fully appreciate that he had a, a, a girlfriend who was pregnant, that he wasn't the father of, it was divine, it was of God, and didn't understand everything. And amongst all that chaos and that talk and everything about it, he then had to pack his family bags and go on a trek. It wasn't something that he wanted to do. But you know what? But because he kept doing what needed to be done, there was a blessing came of it. At that time, Joseph had had to in his life. And I want to say to you and I today, there's times where we just need to do what needs to be done. We don't need to wait. God, uh, inspire me. God, do this. God, you do everything. You know, there's times and things in our life that we just need to go on and do what needs to be done. And I want to tell you, because Joseph was faithful in the hassle and the energy and going and doing what needed to be done, God blessed him and there was a blessing in it. And I want to say to you and to me that we need to be faithful and just doing what God wants us to do in our own life, in our family life, in our church life. And if we just get on and do what needs to be done, I want to tell you, God bless us. There's a blessing that comes with just getting on and doing what needs to be done. God sees it and he rewards. God sees and God rewards. But for Mary, it was the right time. And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. Now, the timing of God is perfect. It was prophesied, it was spoke about a couple of weeks ago, some 700 years before Paul writing to the Romans says this in chapter 5, verse 6. When we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. He writes in 2 Corinthians, At just the right time I heard you. On the day of salvation, I helped you. Indeed, the right time is now. Today is the day of salvation. No, God's a God of right time. In many things of our life, there's a timing for it. But I want to tell you, whether you're in here today or whether you're watching online, if you've never accepted Jesus as your Savior, the reason he came to earth was to die for your sins so that you could come into a right relationship with God. I want to tell you and declare in God's word that the right time for you to receive him is now. 
Right where you are, you can say, I recognize that Christmas is not about a baby. It's about Jesus coming to conquer death, hell, sin, and on a cross, died and rose again to give me new life. And this is the right time for you to say yes to Jesus if you don't know him. You know, for Mary, I want to encourage you. You might be like, Mary, it wasn't all nice and easy for Mary. It was like nine months of pregnancy. I honestly don't know what that feels like. I never will know what that feels like. I thank God I never know what that feels like. I never will know what that feels like. But it wasn't all nice. There was pain. There was distress. There was just carrying a baby. But well, she wasn't just carrying a baby. She was carrying the promise of God within her. She was carrying the Son of God, but she was carrying a promise from many years ago. She was carrying the promise of God. Mary went through the normal pains. She went through all the stuff that women go through in pregnancy. And there was pain. It was uncomfortable. There was feelings of tiredness. There was feelings of distress, I'm sure, at times. But you know what? She carried the promise of God. And at just the right time, she gave birth. Mary, your role in all this story is just to carry the life of God carry the promise of God and there's a time coming that will be fulfilled in your life you know for us I really feel there's some people here in your stress and pain waiting for that unfulfilled promise that experience of the joy that comes from it but let me encourage you this morning Mary's greatest pain I believe was just before the promise came just before the birth of the child and I want to tell you you maybe feel you're in stress you're wondering why is it not happening yet why is that promise that God has given me not fulfilled yet and I'm in pain and it's anxious and I'm more anxious than I've ever been I want to encourage you today that at the right time that promise will be delivered in your life what you need to do is just keep carrying that promise in your heart and your spirit and never let it go but just keep holding it and just keep speaking it keep confessing it keep believing it keep trusting God and at the right time Mary the promise promise that she was carrying for fulfilled at God's right time and the promises that you're carrying and you've got with you you maybe feel you're anxious that they're not happening yet I want to declare over your life today that at the right time that promise is going to be fulfilled in your life and then the shepherds finally it was their night time that night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby guarding their flocks of sheep Watching their flocks by night, not washing their socks by night, as some might have sung when they were younger. You know what? They were just doing what they did every day. They were consistent. They were consistent. They turned up when others didn't turn up. They kept coming to work. They kept coming to church, even when it was dark. And you can apply that when even in the dark times in your life, if you keep consistent, keep being consistent. And the darkest hour and the bleak midwinters of our life, no, those shepherds get turning up. Just imagine if there was a shepherd took a sickie that night, okay? But you know, because they turned up, they experienced the glory of heaven. They experienced the glory of heaven. They just turned up. They just consistently kept doing what they were supposed to do. They turned up. And even in the nighttime of their experience, they still turned up. They still did what needed to be done. They came, and then this bunch of angels appear speaking and singing the hallelujah chorus from Handel's Messiah to them. Well, maybe not. Okay, but that's better thinking that than Slade's. Here it is, Merry Christmas. But anyway, get both of those out of your mind right now. 
but because they kept turning up, they received a visitation from heaven. You know what? We just need to keep turning up. In the dark night, they turned up, and their consistency led to the biggest blessing of our life. Because they did what they did every day, because they were consistent and did what they did every day, they had a one-day experience which changed their life. And if we keep doing what we need to do, if we consistently keep praying, we consistently keep worshipping God, we consistently keep reading His Word, we keep consistently giving thanks and praise Him, we keep consistently coming to church, I want to tell you, we can have, even in a dark time, we can have a visitation from God that transforms your life because you've been consistently doing what you need to do every day. And that's what happened with these shepherds. Just imagine the local shepherds association Christmas dinner that night. Okay. You tell us what's happened to you this year. Wow. <laughs> Wait till I tell you what happened to us last week. Really. Listen. Christmas is an incredible story. But if we look at the story in the band that came up just now, Joseph at that time, he just had to keep doing stuff. The difficulty, the hassle that he didn't want to do. But he kept doing it. Mary, at the right time, after pain, at the right time, God's promise came into her world. And the shepherds in their night time, they still were consistently doing what they should be doing. And that was their Christmas story. But you know, Christmas means it's our time. It's our time to meet with God. It's our time to worship God. It's our time to keep doing what God wants us to do. It's our time to keep carrying the promises of God within us and keep them alive in our hearts and in our spirits until the time comes for God to fulfill them. It's our time during the night times to keep doing and being what God's called us to be. And then we can experience the joy that the shepherds experienced. They saw the Savior. They saw the Savior, and they went back, and they had a message to tell the world. We have seen the Savior. Joy to the world. Peace to the world. Hope to the world. Love to the world. We have experienced the Savior, and we've got a message to carry to our world, which is in hopelessness, which is in division and bitterness and anxiousness and trouble and toil. But we have a message. You know what? Because it's our time to proclaim that Jesus Christ has come. The Savior of the world has come. We have experienced him. We've met him. We know him. And we are carrying his message of joy and hope and love and peace to the world. But it's our time to do it. Christmas is an incredible time. And in the chaos of that world, God's miraculous come into our world. And we're in a chaos of our world just now. But I'm believing that the miraculous of God can touch our lives. And that we can go and carry his message to a dying world in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you.